Warning. The following show contains material that may not be suitable for children, Bible thumpers, or conservatives. Do not attempt to recreate any of the stories from the show as this may result in harm or anal tears. Viewer discretion is advised. Oh my god. Jesus. Now, for everything that we just talked about, you know, never being alone, our community, self-growth, everything that goes along with that, say for the people that are listening, you are still unfortunately in high school and you still are living at home, which I'm going to be completely honest. I would rather shit shards of broken glass with nails while simultaneously peeing out gasoline than spend one minute back in high school. But that's just me. But let's talk about it. You know, what if you came out and your parents are being legit little cunts about it? You know, they're asking you questions like, we don't understand, Jimmy. Like, you won't go to heaven. Which, by the way, if people like you are going to heaven, do I really want to go? If there's more Karens like you there, do I really want to go? Like, what? You know, like, at this point, it's like, hell does not seem that bad. No, 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 no. You know, or they're saying things like, we don't understand. We didn't raise you like that. You know, and I'm going to be completely honest. This shit's going to fuck you up mentally. You know, and honestly, in, in your head, you need to know how to mentally prepare for that shit. Because you are going to start feeling rejected. And in many ways, you're going to start feeling abandoned. You know, when I first came out, well... <laughs> Let me rephrase that. When I was outed by the man who looks like, honestly, a human chode who lives in Seattle, by the way, no tea there, but lots of tea, it was met with a lot of shit, you know, that low-key fucked me up, <laughs> low-key fucked me up just a little bit, just a tiny bit, um, for a long time, you know, and low-key is something I, you know, kind of still work through today. We're almost done, but you know what? We're a self-healing queen, so, uh, you know, moving on from that. And for the sake of this episode, there are going to be two parts to it. The first part is, well, this one, so get ready. If you are in the closet and you know that you can't come out because of safety reasons or you know that you will possibly kicked out, killed, beaten, you're definitely going to want to listen to this. Now, for the reasons of the two-parter, if you're wondering, it's because This past month, the show actually got some messages from people from none other than fucking India. What the fuck? But I did get reached out to by three different people who lived in India. These were not bot accounts. These were legitimate people that lived in India. And I was like, fuck. Okay. Okay. Fucking gay Bible going international. I was like, okay, this, 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 I, it was a shit month, but that was probably one of the only things I was just like, huh, it's not so shitty. smells kind of like a little bit of shit mixed with lavender. But with these messages, they both had similar stories. You know, they were coming from a place where they could not come out. So in saying that, we're also dedicating this episode to those three individuals. Now, look, if you're somebody that is genuinely on the urge of wanting to come out, you know, burst through that fucking closet and you just know deep down that it is not going to be in your favor 
because of safety reasons, you know deep down that you know you could have the possibility of getting kicked out of your house or just being in a bad situation and you just know that that is not right for you at this moment, then that is when you need to start creating a security blanket for yourself. So when I mean a security blanket, you need to start, unfortunately, start kind of creating a little bit of a life for yourself that is separate from your current situation. So when I mean creating a security blanket for yourself, you know, this means start leaving your home, start traveling, you know, start making your own life that allows you to be successful on your own. When I was living in Anacortes, you know, during high school, I knew that I needed to create my own escape. This was the moment that I just, you know, knew that it was just not the time for me to come out because of safety reasons. I didn't want to cause any more stress than needed to. I didn't want to have to stress about the possibility of getting kicked out and having to go through all that bullshit, you know, and living in America. No, I was never fearful that I was going to, you know, be killed or anything like that or beaten or anything like that. But being in high school, the last thing that I needed was to be kicked out of my house. I did not need that. And that was something that genuinely freaked me the fuck out. So I did. I started creating a little bit of my own little world, my own little life that was separate from the one I was living in. So what I started to do is I downloaded the dating apps. And I'm going to give the Sparknotes version of if you're doing this and you are gay and you still are in the closet, I'm going to give you some little tips and tricks of advice to navigating dating apps when you're in the closet and you know that you cannot come out. First of all, never put your profile picture in there. But what you're going to do is you're going to make a good bio that kind of gives people a better representation of who you are. You're going to also provide your stats. And what you're going to do from that is I want you to remember something. There's going to be times in your life where somebody tries to navigate you to another social media app. A good example would be this one. And this is a trick that I picked up in high school. When you're in the closet and somebody says, hey, add me on Instagram, you know, check me out. You can see that I'm legit. Remember this one thing. If you can take anything away from this show today, never click on the story. Never, ever, ever click on the Instagram story. That's bait. And I know you're not going to believe it, but people will bait. People still do this shit. People still out people just for the sake of outing people. It's fucked up, I know. But as somebody that was outed, it makes complete sense to me. So in explaining that, when somebody asks you to move on to another social media platform, Never click on the story. The reason for that is what somebody can do, people that do out other people, is they're going to create a story that they just created and they're going to monitor who looked at it. And then once they send you their Instagram, they know it is more likely that you're going to click on that story. And from them knowing who's already looked at it, they're going to be able to dictate who that person was. And they're going to know who you are. They're going to know your Instagram profile. But it's just something to think about. Never, if you're in the closet... Never, ever, ever click on their Instagram story. You can look at their pictures, obviously don't like them. Somebody that is listening might think that that's extreme, but you never really know. If somebody's trying to out you or somebody is trying to out you for sport, this is a great way that they do this. And the last piece of advice that I will give for using Grindr, using Instagram or anything like that is use the FaceTime feature. Please use it. It's a great way to see if the person actually looks like what they do on the picture. 
It allows you to see if they're normal, can actually have a conversation, if they're a fucking weirdo, anything like that. So what are the two lessons that we just learned? Okay, I can't fucking hear you and you can't respond. So I'm going to say it again. Never click on the Instagram stories. Second of all, use the Grinder FaceTime feature. It will save you a lot of time. But from continuing with that piece of advice, another thing I did was I was lucky enough that I actually was able to meet an actual really good friend on, I think it was Tinder at the time. Um, it was actually Disciple Logan. Shout out to you, bitch. I fucking love you and he had already been out in this community for a couple years so he kind of was just catching me up you know and that was really nice and that was very good for me because I absolutely knew nothing another thing that I would do and me and my friend that I met is we would go always we were always in the city we were going to safe places or safe spaces for gay people and it just allowed me to know that there are places for us where we are accepted and that's usually going to be metropolitan cities so my biggest piece of advice for that part is wherever you're living find a metropolitan city find a city that you know is accepting. You can do your research. If they have gay bars, most of the time means that they're accepting. And it's a safe space for you to finally start finding yourself and evolving into yourself. Within going to this city, it's more than likely that you're probably gonna start meeting people. So in this stage of your life, when you're trying to build that safety blanket, meet as many people as you can and form genuine lifelong connections with them because this is really gonna help you for the long term. Or that really goes into creating a really good, support system. Say one day shit does hit the fan. You don't know what to do. You're on the streets or whatever that might be. You have a safe place to stay. You have a friend's couch that loves you and that will allow you to stay there for as long as you need. The last piece of advice that I'll give for this part of part one is if you don't have access to a car like I did and you just don't have the opportunity, try as hard as you can to find out who your real friends are in high school. What you're gonna wanna do is you're gonna find one good friend that you think might really uplift you and support you, but you wanna be sure. So you're gonna wanna test the waters out. So what you're gonna do is one day you're just gonna talk to them and you're just gonna be like, hey, like, what do you think about like same-sex marriage? Like, what do you think about trans people trying to like use the, the bathrooms and stuff like that? Ask follow-up questions. Don't just let that be the one question because say they are a homophobic asshole, then they're gonna start being like, uh, why is he asking? And if they're giving responses that you do not like or that do not make you feel good, drop it. Do not talk about it again because when you're still in the closet, you are in no way shape or form equipped to try to change somebody's mindset. That comes after this. And I'm going to say that again. You are in no state of mind specifically being in the closet to try to start educating somebody or trying to justify the way that you are to somebody that doesn't believe that you are. That comes later in life. So in saying that, we're going to move on to part two, everybody. Now, you did come out, you know, and everybody's being a cunt about it. You're not in danger, but psychologically, life is absolutely hell. Your family, your friends, they start treating you different, and going to school honestly sucks a fat dick. And on top of that, you feel completely isolated. Looking back into my past and the way that I came out, it really did allow me to reflect upon it and the way that I specifically came out. Now, my story is a little complicating. I had to come out twice, but the second time, that is this story. So, the second time I came out, I came out, in my opinion, the wrong way the way that I wish that I wouldn't have. Now, in talking about the second way that I did come out, I want to be completely transparent within my own views and my own opinions. In my own opinion, 
I came out the wrong way that I honestly urge anybody that is listening to not come out the same way that I did. But I think to do this part true justice, I'm going to do a fucking story time. So get ready, everybody. So the second time I came out, I had enough. I could not hide this part of myself that was so desperate to come out. And it was causing some issues within my psyche. I'm not going to lie. Bitch was glitching the fuck out. No, no, no. I was geeking, full on geeking. So during this time, I was around when all those YouTubers with their crusty fucking cameras were coming on YouTube and being like, mom, dad, like, I don't know how to say this, but like, I'm a faggot. No, no, no. They were just like, I'm gay. And you know, it was so emotional. And I watched hours of those kind of videos when I was still in the closet, I'd be like, wow, like this is possible. Like this is a reality. So I wanted to be a YouTuber. You know, I wanted to be the YouTuber who did their own coming out story, but instead there was no video. No, no, no. There was just a simple picture that I would forever regret. I'm not crying or crying anyways. So junior year had come and that meant I was eligible to go to prom. So, and prom being a thing, I wanted to ask my best friend. So what does my bitch ass do? Well, I go to, I don't know, maybe Michael's or something, and I buy a big white sheet of paper and I take it home with me. So while I was home, I was thinking, what was the smoothest thing that I could put on this? You know, I wanted to be clever. I mean, if I was going to come out, I might as well make it fucking funny and, you know, a little bit iconic. Y'all want to know what I wrote on that? Y'all could never. Y'all could never. I love doing that. Y'all could never. I said... Oh my God, I can't even believe I'm saying it again. I know I'm gay, but would you take me straight to prom with an arrow sign? What? Wow. Wow. Revolutionary. Clap, clap, clap. No. Oh my, I don't even know what I was thinking. I still don't even know if I came up with that or I found that on Google. But anyways, so... I marched my fat ass over to her house with a bundle of roses and a sign that would make her forever drop her mouth the same way I did when I first saw my first vagina. (laughs) I'm totally kidding. I've never actually seen a vagina before. Is that normal? Is there something wrong with me? It's kind of actually funny though. Me and my group of friends, we have like this circulating joke that if I were to ever see a vagina, I'd probably either flick it or scream like a little girl. But anyways, continuing from that, whatever that was, I showed up to her house with the sign and she She was so overwhelmingly happy. So to make a long story fucking short, we take a couple pictures, whatever, no big deal. Get the lighting, get the sun, get the golden hour. We have our pictures and my friend, she makes an Instagram post and lo and behold, she hits the post button. I can still remember this moment and exactly what I was feeling. I was overwhelmed. I was excited and I... I was kind of excited for, you know, the endless possibilities that were potentially waiting. Plus, I was kind of hoping I was going to get, like, famous or whatever, but, like, you know, whatever. (laughs) Whatever. Some shit doesn't happen. Some shit's not meant to be. What the fuck evs? So, I could tell you and go on and on about all all the things that happened after we posted, you know, that thing to Instagram. But honestly, I think just for this episode and where we're going with it, I'm just going to include all of that in my coming out story. So in giving you the Spark Notes version, there was definitely a lot of different adverse reactions. You know, it, it was definitely the weirdest thing. It, it was honestly nothing that any YouTuber could have prepared me for, which is kind of weird. So I'm kind of happy I'm talking about it right now. So some people were messaging me telling me how proud they were of me. Um, some people were telling me, oh my God, like the stereotypical shit, like, oh my God, I always knew. I'm like, then bitch, why didn't you say anything to pussy shit to ever do it? 
Um, and then the weirdest thing happened. People thought I was lying, which is still weird to think about now, but they thought I was lying for clout, which is so fucking whack. Like, honestly, small dick energy, guys. And if you were a girl during that situation, small clit vibes, small clit energy, honestly. But overnight, I was completely looked at in a different way. No longer was I the kid that everybody thought was low-key an undercover cop, which is still funny to this day that people thought I was an undercover cop when I transferred schools. But you know what? If I'm about to be known for anything... An undercover cop doesn't seem horrible, per se. But honestly, I was just known as that gay kid now. You know, it was no longer, oh, I'm hanging out with my friend. It was, guys, if I had a dollar for every time I had this, I could have paid for my college. I could have deadass probably paid for my college. Instead, it wasn't the, oh, I'm hanging out with my friend. It was the, oh, I'm hanging out with my friend. Oh, no, my gay friend. Which, if anyone says that, knock it the fuck off. What are you doing? That's like saying I'm hanging out with Billy. Oh no, my straight friend. Yeah, what? Why? Makes no sense. Stop being a simpleton. I'll I'll say it again. Stop being such a fucking simp. But during this entire time throughout high school, I remember the circulation of this got so bad that my stepdad, you know, when he was getting a haircut, you know, from his hairstylist or whatever, the woman brought it up just randomly. She was like, oh, I heard your son came out. And that really made him... Oh my God, I still remember that made him so uncomfortable, which like good because I can't fucking stand him. But like, oh my God. So the rest of my junior and senior year were absolute hell. You know, I've talked a little bit about it in previous episodes, but I didn't go into full detail about it because, you know, when I'm interviewing somebody, it's not it's not my time. But coming out completely backfired. You know, I've kind of been joking in the past like couple months, you know, about my life. And if I could describe my life, what it would be like. And it's kind of funny in the worst comedic way. You know, I'll give you guys an example. So, you know, in the notebook, when he runs after the girl and jumps on the Ferris wheel to ask the girl out. So I'm going to translate that into my life and what would have happened. So in my life, I would have done the same thing, but the girl would have turned out to be my cousin and I would have fallen and probably become a vegetable. Like, <laughs> I'm like, dang, Lucy, you look, you look different from the back. I did not. I did not recognize you. Um, and you know what? That's what happened in the situation. You know, I didn't get the YouTube fairy tale ending. I got my ending, you know, but looking back at my situation, I didn't need to come out. You know, and this is where the opinion piece of this episode is going to start, you know, coming through a little bit. I didn't need to come out. You know, I could have just stuck to having those one-on-one intimate conversations with friends, you know, coming out to them, telling them. And if somebody would have come up to me, you know, and asked me what my sexual orientation was, I would have just said I'm gay, you know, except if that was in front of a whole bunch of people, you know, at a party or a social gathering or whatever like that, because at the end of the day, that person's just trying to be an asshole. Do not entertain those ideas. Don't entertain that person or whatever their fucking dumbass questions are, you know, and we have this conversation all the time, but let me ask you something. Why do you feel like it's necessary to come out on one of these social media platforms, you know, do do a, a big old post about it, you know, and tell people like, I'm gay, like, you know, all that other stuff. Why do you think people that you will honestly never see again in high school and people that, you know, you truthfully don't really care about deserve to know that part of you? You know, like I asked that question, why is it necessary for you? It's an important question for you to ask yourself, because when you finally come up with your own answer, it might not be a sincere one. You know, are you coming out to get attention, you know, 
all these other things, validation, you know, all, all of this, you know, in my case, it was low key, like, oh my God, like I want that. I want that shock factor. Like I want that. And I'll be completely honest. Like if I were to go back and be like, Jake, why are you coming up publicly? I think during my time, I was so in the closet that at the time, like I wanted to burst out. I wanted people to like see who I was, see the real me, like be like, boom, I'm out of the closet, bitches. And I think a little bit was definitely about like trying to follow the trend. Because like I said, during my time of coming out, that was when everybody was doing those YouTube coming out videos. And they were very popular. They were getting like millions of views, um, getting on the Ellen show, different talk shows, brand deals, all this shit, you know? So I think being young, I was just being fucking stupid and naive, you know? And that, But that's not a good reason to come out. When you come out, it should be like, I am just so happy to be who I am. It should be no agenda except that, you know? But I ask you again, why do you need to come out publicly on a social media app? In talking about this, the only reason that I feel like I can talk about this is because this is something I did personally. And I'm talking about how it affected me. And looking back, like I've been out of high school since 2018. I've actually been out of high school since June 25th, 2018. You know why I remember that date so perfectly? Because it was the best fucking day of my life. <laughs> Not gonna lie. But in looking back, you know, three, four years, I'm looking back and I'm like, 98% of the people I went to high school with did not deserve to know that part of me because I don't talk to them like at all. Like, I mean, I hope they're healthy and happy, but I genuinely do not ever and have never, you know, spent my days thinking about the people I went to high school with, you know? So when you come out and you get your ass out of high school, you are going to be like, what the fuck? You know, and when you guys graduate, you guys are out of high school, whatever, you're going to look back if you had a similar situation like me, you came out super publicly and you're just going to be like, was that really necessary? Like, was it? Like, why did I need to tell a bunch of people that I genuinely don't give two fucks about? And you know, for the people that are probably thinking like, well, it uplifts other people to come out and all that other stuff. I knew that somebody was going to probably think that, but I'm going to give you a real example of how you don't need to come out like that, but still have that same effect on people. And this is an example. So there is a football player. His name is Colton Underwood. He came out earlier this year and there was another football player called Carl Nazibs. I don't know. They're both hot as fuck. I don't remember the last name, but there were two football players that came out but had very different reactions. And I want to explain why, because I really spent a lot of time thinking about why there was such different reactions with how two football players came out. So Colton Underwood, we all know him. He was on The Bachelor and, you know, he was a straight bachelor. I think his catchphrase or his catch line for that entire show was, I'm a virgin, which I was like, okay, um... And they built the show around that, which I thought was really so interesting, but there's no hate and there's no hate for this person. This dude is hot as fuck. So I would literally invite him to sit on my face any day of the week, day or night. But when he came out, he did it in the most public way that you possibly could. This individual came out on America's fucking news. Republicans, Democrats, they fucking all watched that show. And he wasn't just coming out to a couple people. He was coming out to America. <laughs> like, let's, he was coming out to America. And, you know, he went on there. It was very emotional, a little bit of tears. And he was just like, I'm coming out, like all this other stuff. And it, it was just such 
such a blown up thing. And it really did remind me of my coming out experience. And there were a lot of adverse reactions. There was a lot of like, what the fuck? You know, of course, there was a lot of what the fuck. These women were like, what the actual fuck? Like now the whole world knows like what was up like okay and i'm not not justifying his story like he had a coming out story and that definitely emotionally and physically probably limited him and affected him in a lot of ways but the way he came out was very just boom big you know it's kind of like the same way that i would want somebody to like celebrate my birthday like boom big like it's jake's birthday like you know on in front of millions of people. And then there was another football player who goes by the name Carl, is still in the NFL. And he literally did something that I loved. And I, it was, it's the same way that I kind of wish that I came out just in a different form. But he literally just got on a video camera and I think he was still at practice or whatever. He was practicing or working out. But he was like, hey guys, like Carl Nazib or whatever his name his last name is. I should probably know his last name, but he was just like, Hey, like, I just wanted to like tell everybody, like, it's not a big deal, but I'm gay. Okay. I'm going to go back to practicing. And then that was the end of the video. It wasn't some blown out of proportion thing. It wasn't a big deal. It was just like, I'm gay, whatever. That was that. And he got media attention for like a couple days, maybe a week. And that was kind of the last thing you heard. When I think of him and when other people will think of him, it's not, oh my God, that's Carl. Like that's the gay football player. It's just like, oh, that's Carl. Like he's good NFL player. And oh, oh yeah, he came out. Um, But he also does all these other things. The differences between these stories is the remembrance. And that was the same thing that reflected in my story. When I came out in a small town and made it so publicly, people immediately forgot who I was as a person. It was no longer Jake, the really funny, goofy, like does dumb shit, like super kind, kind hearted person. It was the that's Jake. He's gay. And honestly, that's really all I'll be remembered for from high school. That's literally it. And I can't do anything about that. I honestly don't give a fuck because I am so much more than I am outside of high school now. And I am proud of the accomplishments that I've made in my life in such a short period of time. But that's just how it be sometimes. But that was the story of those two people. You know, that's kind of the similarities, you know, within my own story. But if I were to ever come out, I would do it the same way that Carl did. It's not a big deal. And how do you prove that? You literally tell your closest intimate friends that you can trust. And if somebody asks you like in an intimate setting, you're gay, perfect. And the reason I say when people are like, well, people coming out in a big way, it it reaches everybody that's in the closet. I'm like, yeah, but guess what? Like when you're in high school, shit spreads like wildfire, but it's not this obscene thing that everybody at one time is talking about. You know, if I would have come out that way, it wouldn't have been such a blown up thing. You know, it definitely would not have reached my stepdad's fucking hairstylist, you know, it just would have been a more maintained, mellow thing, but it's the way that I did it. And that's that conversation. I mean, obviously I'm not going to stop you. If you want to come out, scream it from the fucking rooftops, come out in a big fucking post. And, you know, if you're still in high school and you're just coming out or whatever, then, you know, props to you. But I think the thing I respect most, especially in this climate right now that we're living in, my favorite thing to see is there's no post. I think the best thing is just like when somebody's just being gay, if you're gay, just be gay. Just live your life. If somebody questions it, correct them. And and that's it. It's not a, it doesn't need to be a long drawn out thing anymore. It's not a trend. And that's 
that's what I'm trying to say. This whole coming out thing, it's not a trend anymore. You know, we're always talking about the day that we don't have to come out and it's just a, oh, we're gay. This is what it's going to take. You know, this is what it's going to take, you know, being seen holding hands with the dude and being like, yep, I'm gay, whatever. You know, I know I can't change how I came out in high school. You know, I can just take the advice and what I went through, you know, and advise anybody of, you know, that is on the fence if they want to come out. But my own personal opinion, this is my opinion and my own, you know, if you're going to be gay, just be gay. Make the strides to a future where nobody has to come out anymore. And again, people are going to hear about it and that shit's going to go across your school anyways, but it's not going to be in such a blown up proportion. And people that are in the closet, they're still going to hear it and they're going to be like, wow, like if he came out, fuck, in such a a chill way and it wasn't such a big deal, then I'm going to come out. You know, and, and one of the last couple things I'll say is just like when you're gay and when you do come out, own that shit. You're going to have people coming up to you, you know, not using the right terminology or asking you very invasive questions. You set them fucking right. You don't shy away. You don't pretend to laugh. You set them fucking right. If you have people, because this happened to me, I had a whole group of people that came up to me when I was at a party, just totally came up to me and circled me. And they were just like, so I heard you're gay. And I was just like, yeah. And they were like, how does that work? And literally in this moment, they were literally trying to like allow me to give them a fucking TED talk about what it's like to have a thing shoved up my ass. Like I was like, I'm not doing this shit. But the always the one thing I regret is I laughed about it and I shrugged it off and I just walked away pissed. If I could do it all over again, I'd go up to those people and I would just say, shut your fucking mouth, whore. And then I just walk away like a little princess that I am, you know, no big deal. You know, and I do like, it's always a self-reflection. I guarantee you a lot of people that came out that publicly are looking back and being like, "Mm, did I necessarily have to do that? I don't know. Where we are right now, the 21st century, do we need to come out still? And this is a conversation that we need to have. I have observed that this question has all is just constantly being thrown around. Do people need to come out? You know, and that's what I wanted to do the show about. If you're going to come out, think about it. Think about why you're coming out, why it's important to you, what you want to accomplish from coming out. If anything's going to come out of it, this whole episode was just to have a real conversation to get you guys really thinking. And I'm open for a debate. If anybody actually wants to reach out and say and give their side, I would love that. This is not just this is not a one sided kind of conversation. Now, in having that conversation, the advice that I'm going to give to you is what about dealing with your family? Because dealing with your family is another thing to talk about. And this is going to require some inner strength that you haven't had yet. You know, this strength is standing up to your family and questioning everything you were taught as a kid, you know, by your caretakers and by society, you know, you're going to spend some nights questioning yourself and, you know, your own humanity and don't, there is nothing wrong with you. And if you have that in the back of your mind, that there is nothing wrong with you, you will land on your feet. I promise. I know this is a confusing time. There is no doubting that, but you need to remember that you cannot stop your life So your parents will, what, maybe one day catch up to yours? And the ones that do wait for their parents to catch up or for the possibility that they will change their mind or change their views, you will miss out on your life. And these are the years you will never get back. Now, my biggest recommendation is if you can, go to college, get away, educate yourself, build a real future for yourself. And I'm not saying you have to go to college to build a future for yourself, but... I think when I really did have my first 
awakening. It was an educational awakening. Going to school, taking classes about how our society is structured, why it's structured, what religion is, what it means, all these different aspects of my life. I was truly able to understand what kind of world I was born into, and it helped navigate it so much easier. Now, to wrap up this beautiful episode and this debatable one. Now, I I know this might have been a lot of information, and, and that doesn't mean that you need to go through all of it like a checklist. It's just good to keep everything I said in mind for, you know, if you ever are faced with these obstacles. And I'm kind of happy that I could go over my past experiences because kind of reliving that and rethinking about that. Yes, I definitely did not come out the way that I wanted to, but you know what? I'm happy in a weird, weird, weird way that I did because I can talk about this story and maybe it might help somebody. I hope it at least helps one fucking person or else this episode was a total fucking waste of my time. But <laughs> but you get the jizz or you get the gist. So <laughs> in saying that, guys, I love you guys so much. Again, I always say if you guys like the show, tell your friends, tell your family, tell your homophobic family members. They'll really like this show. Just kidding. They'll probably send me death threats. But if you like the show, like us, leave a review, follow us, uh, follow us on our Instagram page at the Gay Bible. Some exciting news on top of this. Um, I know I can never shut up. Like the show was supposed to probably end like 20 minutes ago. But an exciting thing is the Gay Bible will be having something very special for all of you guys by the end of this year. So stay tuned for that. Stay tuned to the stories. I'm very excited to see you see what I'm going to be giving you guys. So I love you guys. I hope you have an amazing fucking week. Goodbye. Goodbye.